everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 18. It's called The Odyssey of Flight 33. Uh, or for what I go Irish, I'll say Flight 33. I knew it. I knew you were going to say Dirty Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Joe, you know, I got off my Irish person, all right? I want to make this very clear. I never even heard this. And someone on Twitter, an Irish person on Twitter mentioned Dirty Tree. And I sort of said it out loud and went, that is how Irish people say it. And it, it was like this moment <laughs> of realisation. Um, Dirty Tree. So, yes, uh, this, is, uh, this is the show. We're going to, you know, talk about it. Uh, full spoilers <laughs> for the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, premise of this episode is that a plane, a commercial jet travelling to New York, uh, it goes through some weird turbulence and potentially a bit of a, not quite a storm, but some sort of weird anomaly, and ends up traveling into the past. So far into the past, in fact, they may see a dinosaur. So that is uh, the gist of the episode. It's really that simple. Uh, so, Tara, what did you feel? How did you feel? How did you think? How did you connect and, you know, engage with the Odyssey of Flight 33? I... This was this was really strange to me, but it, I do like it. It's just kind of odd because it doesn't really have an ending. Uh, it leaves it kind of <laughs> open ended, which is unusual for the show. And it's uh, but the premise is really you know fun. I I I still enjoyed it, and I liked uh, the little quirky notes from from Rod Sterling we get at the beginning mm. and end. I think. Joe, you know it's funny about you saying that it doesn't have an ending. I think that the reason why it feels that way is because it goes on a minute too long. I think if the moment they realize something is when it cut to Rod Serling, it would just feel like the twist at the end of the episode, and that would be it. But because they sit mm-hmm. there and say they're going to try and fix it still, and then it ends, it feels like you, you, you've been cut off before the final moment. But in any other episode, it would have just ended a minute sooner, and it would have felt like the yeah. ending. It would have felt like the da-da-da, we're, we're still in trouble, and then, you know... <laughs> You know, cut to selling, <laughs> cut to credits, whatever. Uh, yeah. Because um, I actually, I was almost a little disappointed in, in the ending, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because, so so what basically happens is, is they go through a bit of turbulence, they end up in, you know, the dinosaur era, right? Because they recognize the island of Manhattan, but like, there's no buildings, there's no people, yeah. what's going on? Uh, oh, wait, there's a dinosaur. Oops, a daisy. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's fly back through that weird anomaly we went through before and see if we can go back. And they come back and they eventually, because obviously there's a guy in the radio trying to contact people, you know, air traffic yeah. control. And he eventually gets through to someone and he says what flight it is. And they're like, flight what? What type of plane is that? And I thought, and I, I genuinely thought the twist was going to be that they traveled too far into the future. And they mm-hmm. were going to be like, wait, wow, that plane went missing like a hundred years ago. Like that's like a famous, like you know, like fable in like air, tra- air you know, like the air industry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that this plane went missing mysteriously and never showed up. I thought it was odd that they didn't like put it to a vote. Like, hey, we're about thirty years behind, 25, 30 years behind. <laughs> but if we risk going through, we don't know where we'll end up. So do we just yeah. say close enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because well, I asked the ending is they end up in they don't go come back to 1960 they come back or 1961 they come back to 1939 because they recognize the yeah. world's fair uh, below so yeah, yeah get, so get, like what 20 22 years like you'll you'll know the stock stock market like that's an advantage especially given that the first jump jump set in them about 65 million years like, yeah right are they, are they really feeling confident <laughs> about pinpointing a 20 year jump give or take like I don't know right. 
Um, there is something funny though if they if they if they sort of almost nailed it, but they were just like one year off and like, <laughs> like oh, there's going to be a duplicate of everyone running around for a year until they got on a plane. We're going to have to hide primer style. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's true. There's a lot of them, and like so many of them can accidentally kill like their parents or something and mm-hmm. cause a paradox. So maybe, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah, it, maybe the, you don't want to be there at 1939. There's a scene actually in the middle. It's just to give us some context of the passengers of this like British RAF officer talking to this old lady. Well, he's pretty quiet actually. It's the old lady who's talking his head off. Jab, 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 jab. And, but they make a point of him saying like what his station is and where he is and I thought that was going to play into something later like they were going to use like his like position later to confirm something or be aware yeah of... he se- they were establishing him as like an expert in yeah. something and uh, never it never came comes up, up again. yeah so so that seems a bit weird um, I, honestly my, my main thought about this episode watching it is like man there used to be so many people in a cockpit like I feel like, like I know like, there's like seven of them yeah, the, the people. So there's, there's the pilot and the co-pilot for me, and I think there's like three or four people behind them, right? Yeah. And the three or four people behind them, all of the jobs they're doing, I actually had this realization halfway through. I was like, yeah, a computer's replaced all of you. Like, yeah, there's like a navigator yeah. guy. There's someone else who's cal- who's monitoring speed and stuff. Like, yeah, all that's just on the dashboard for the pilots now. They don't need any of these people doing all this for them. <laughs> Your jobs are all defunct. Yeah, and our pilot is a Star Trek Next Generation Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he plays Kevin Uxbridge in a episode with name I forgot, but it's the episode where Worf pays a compliment of good tea, nice house. <laughs> yes, I, I do recall. It's the most important point of that episode. I do recall that, uh, that episode. It's a season... <laughs> it's an early season three episode, I think, from what I remember. Um mm. Yeah, I uh, yeah, just think though, if they stay in 1939, when they actually get back to 1961, if Survivor. they live, if they live through it, uh, he'll actually be the age he is in Star Trek: Next Generation. <laughs> By the time we get back to that, <laughs> at that time, uh, no, I the ending is a bit weird because they they sort of realize they're in 1939, and the captain's like, "Well, we're going to have to try again," and then it just kind of like fades, and that's what I'm saying. Where see if it ended on them realizing they're in 1939 and they didn't come far enough, that would just be the twist ending, and that'd be the ending, yeah. and it wouldn't feel like anything was off about it. But because it goes like an extra minute of this, saying we're going to try again, and then Rod Selling just starts narrating, I was like, "Wait." So they're just like we're going to leave on this cliffhanger. Yeah, of like... I, I do, I do like it though because his his narration like kicks in, and I'm like, oh, the episode's over. We're just ending here. We don't see mm-hmm. what happens. That's kind of cool, you know, because his narration is like, so if you ever hear jet engines that sound lost in mm. the sky, maybe it's the flight thirty three. Like, it's 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 kind of a fun little thing. Like, hey, like we don't. They're obviously going to show up sometime in the future, but we don't know when. Um, clearly, Stephen King thinks it's going to be in the Langoliers future, <laughs> which I know you haven't seen. I've not but seen it's it. It's a no. really terrible Stephen King movie. I mean, most of them are. Let's be honest. <laughs> there's very few. There's, don't worry, there's a couple of like, like masterpieces, but most of them suck. <laughs> yeah, most of them really do suck. Yeah, the Langoliers suck, but it, it did stick with me as a kid watching it because there was a really evil dad in it like a flashback scene telling a kid that if he got he got bees on like a test or something and he tells him bees are for butts because <laughs> he wants him to be an A student <laughs> it scared me and it is for ass so what's his point I don't want to be a butt <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean 
it's actually kind of interesting, like, how, how it handles, like, because the first, like, almost 10 minutes of the episode, because before, because the, 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 the ad break, right, because the ad break, because some episodes of Twilight Zone don't really have a good cliffhanger for the ad break, and we talked about that in the last episode, mm-hmm. which was a good episode, but it didn't really have that moment for the ad break. This episode does have that, because the, the moment is the dinosaur, the moment's when they realise, shit, we've travelled into the past, and we're this far in the past. Yeah, and we get a little... Like stop motion, yeah. brontosaurus. I'll <laughs> be honest. Goofy. I'll be honest. I was expected to look worse, so I was actually kind of impressed. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's stop motion," but yeah, for a single TV episode, of, yeah, it's not bad, I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not it's like super derpy looking. It's not like I was hearing, you know, dan 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 as as they were <laughs> flying over. Wow, they couldn't afford even like young John Williams probably not uh although i think john williams was already doing music at this point williams yeah, probably he's been around a while yeah he's a, he's a man's in his, in his 80s he's, he's he's been doing this for a long ass time uh so but the first 10 minutes of the, the, the episode is actually them just talking about the fact that the plane's oddly speeding up in a way that they mm-hmm. can't explain and like the, the, the pilot feels something <laughs> something's a bit weird here but like that's pretty much it there's, there's not much more to it and they can't really can predict what's going on and they're like well we, we you know the, the the coordinates are all kind of off we don't really know where we are we're flying kind of blind the radio's not working all these things and he's like well we're just going to have to like you know go down so we can actually see the land, landmarks and figure out where we are and then you know figure out a plan from there mm-hmm. uh, and you know and they mentioned some dangers of that that you know they're, they're meant to be at this altitude and if they go down lower there's a lot more air traffic so there's like there's a, there's a chance i mean it's not like the sky's that full of planes but there is a, a chance. Well, they don't know where they are too. They could yeah. like fly into a mountain. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. Uh, but there is a chance that you know at, at this lower altitude, there's a lot more air traffic. So even though it's still relatively slim, just because it's not that, I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a highway. There's, there's not that many planes in the sky at any given time, unless you're maybe near an airport where there's a lot, of, you know, mm. congestion. But uh, the idea being that yeah, there's a risk of death here, but we have to go down and see something just to, to have a plan. And that's when they, they see Manhattan and be like, wait a minute. Like that's the that's the river and that's that river and that's that you know like that's that island, but th- <laughs> there's no buildings. Where are the buildings? Because I actually forgot. Funnily enough, because it, it's funny that the the, the the final twist is that they, they come back to 1939. Because I thought I'd forgotten that it was going to be dinosaur times, and I thought it was going to be that they find New York, but there's just certain buildings missing because it's like you know the 20s or something like that. Mm, so it's actually kind yeah. of funny that that's actually quite close to what the the ending was because that's what I was kind of expecting the first time. Sure. Because I was expecting to go like, oh, that's New York, but where's the Empire State Building? I was thinking during the beginning of the episode just how well the dialogue seemed to be about, like, like piloting jargon. And Mm. if you look up the trivia, it says that Rod Sterling's older brother is actually a a pilot. So, like, wrote all the dialogue pieces for it. Because it sounded like like real jargon. Didn't sound made up, like... I don't know, some of the stuff in Star Trek can be. <laughs> yeah. Also, we discovered this episode that the JFK airport used to be called Idlewild. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, just to me. And it makes sense that the JFK airport wasn't called that in 1961 because he hadn't been assassinated yeah. yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, my question is, is who is Mr. Idlewild and is he upset that his airport got renamed? <laughs> I don't know. History has forgotten Idlewild. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't actually think it's a person. I was I'm kind of I'm just cracking a dumb joke, but <laughs> maybe as a person, I don't know. Maybe that's someone's name. I don't know. But he, he got he got cut. He got cut from the team. He's no longer on the airport team. Shucks. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, at least if they ever have to like rename someone like LAX, it's not like that's named after a person. There's, there's no Mr. LAX to get mad that they've renamed it to, I don't know. Someone Busey. will get mad. They should rename it to Busey Airport when Gary Busey finally passes on from this mortal coil. Oh, he never will. He's going to hold on forever. <laughs> he lives forever. Busey's never die. <laughs> Busey's never die. <laughs> Oh god! I, you know what? It'd just, it'd just be our luck that like the news story of his death will happen like before I post this episode, and we're going to sell like complete decks, because uh, that that can happen from time to time. Um, if I, I mean, we didn't say anything bad, but it did kind of happen with us. We recorded an episode uh, of the Ace Story Max Monsado, I think, in January, yeah. and it was before he passed away. So by the time it went up in April, you know, obviously he, he oh, passed away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we didn't say anything. You know, that was like weird because he died. I think we died, talked about but... how he always looked old. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad about that. He did always look old. Like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, yeah. So, you have those weird timing things sometimes, but, uh, yeah. No, the episode's fun. Like, I, I enjoy the, them trying to, like, figure it out. I enjoy, I do enjoy the jargon of them, mm-hmm. like, trying to, like, problem solve their situation and the potential issues of them even trying to, like, you know, go down. Talking about the fuel running out. Because, you know, I, when they realized they were in 1939 and it kept going, I, I thought they were going to make the choice that, well, we just kind of have to accept it because... Like, yeah, like, this is as close as we could probably get. <laughs> well, because the, what, what the, the way they were talking about the fuel, it sounded like, like, did they even have enough to go back up and go through this, like, turbulence again and come back down? Like, it, no matter what, whatever their next jump is is the last one because they're just going to have to land. Mm-hmm. What if they ended up back with the dinosaurs? That's true. That's true. Cool. I, I don't know. What can, can they just sort of like go into it a little bit and come back down immediately? Like, do they have to go through? So maybe that's how they time it. They just sort of like just nudge it, nudge it forward. <laughs> it, it's got all. Maybe the, it depends on how much fuel they have. It's got all the precision of when you uh, used to like rewind or fast forward a videotape. Not not when it was on because you could do it when you were watching it and you could still see what yeah. was happening. No, when you when you had it off for the fast version of fast forward yeah, or rewind, you just had to feel it. Yeah, you had to just feel it's the time. Truly flying by the seat of your pants that's yeah. where it comes from obviously a vcr recording yeah <laughs> and not planes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't miss that about vcrs i'll tell you that much i don't, I don't miss having to mm-hmm. rewind and fast forward don't miss that at all all right nope. uh <laughs> i mean i feel like we've actually kind of talked about all we want to talk about with the episode but it's, it's good it's just it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite simple it's really quite simple uh-huh. uh, it's all process uh you know uh all, all, i mean like i say i do like all the technical stuff i like them checking the engines um even though it did feel kind of like uh like i've watched so many like i've watched so many movies like in spaceships and stuff where the captain will say you know check the damage you know even if it's something like star trek um, and mm. in this, when he says check the damage, it's all four of them just literally looking out the window <laughs> check the engines. Look, <laughs> look. I think they said, yeah, make sure the wings are still there. <laughs> and I'll look. Yeah, that's a good time to check. Yeah. Uh, and I'll look. Do you have like a rear view mirror or something on a plane? Is that not, <laughs> is that not a thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I guess not. I guess not. I imagine there's somebody on the sides for mirrors. Yes. You would, you would hope so. I feel like, I mean, I get that, you know, it's not like a car where you're expecting a lot of traffic coming up behind you, so it's not as <laughs> as necessary. No, but like but... to literally like check the yeah. the engines, yeah. Yeah, to check the engines are still there. That's usually a good sign. Yeah. See, it's easy in a car because they're right in front of you. You can see, you, mm-hmm. you know, if if that part of the car was missing, you would notice it. <laughs> 
barring a couple of weird models that have it at the back but let's not talk about them that's that's your yeah, your, your hipster car <laughs> uh, i think we're done <laughs> <laughs> but next week we get burgess meredith we do yeah he comes in at the end and talks about talks about uh uh basically and i actually vaguely remember this because i was like oh burgess meredith's another episode but then he mentioned what the premise was i'm like oh yeah i vaguely remember him getting super strength i remember this been a thing the episode's called mr dingle the strong good name <laughs> yeah sure uh a timid vacuum cleaner salesman is given the strength of 300 men by some experimenting aliens all right i mean i'm in i'm obviously in uh do you know what i'll give them credit the, the little tease here with rod selling at the end actually had a, a special effect on its own mm-hmm. they had like a like a uh, a prop or a trick uh, clock because the alarm rings on this clock and he goes to like you know but you know hit it to turn it off and it just crushes the clock and i went they actually did this a little effect just for this little tease i appreciate yeah, that i thought it was uh cute <laughs> yeah yeah it's a cute moment i wonder if we're going to see that exact same thing in the episode and the reason why they did it is because they had like you know like three or four of them set up and they already didn't ha- got their take so like hey we've got an s- extra one here you you can use it okay yeah let's make uh run run old uh strong mr dingle <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so yeah looking forward to the next one we'll uh we'll see how that how that is uh so i don't know i'll, I'll prepare some rocky jokes or something since we got Bur- burgess meredith back but i know right yeah, so that is uh I'm done. You couldn't even wait till next episode when it was more relevant. You had to just go straight for it. Oh I'll it'll it'll come back, don't you worry. Okay. Uh so yeah, that's super fan. That is episode eighteen uh of Twilight Season Two. Uh we're actually over halfway, believe it or not, especially uh I mean would we we technically would be by this point, but Season two is actually a little bit shorter at twenty nine episodes, so we're <laughs> we're uh, we're getting there. We're two thirds. How even. about that? Yeah, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, for those keeping track, we're halfway through disc three of the Blu Ray set. There's only four discs in season two, so whoa. I know, I know. We're getting there, uh, but we still have what two? We know how to commit. We have two videotape episodes left still to go. I think, or is it three? I think it's two. Oh, the dreaded videotape. I know. I'm I'm unconcerned. Doesn't look the next one's one of them though, so that's good news. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Liking's really important on YouTube. It lets the algorithm know that you think we're worth recommending out to people, so YouTube will, will recommend this to people, so uh, please do that. You can support us on Patreon. Tara will tell you all about that. Why yes, Peter. If you enjoy the channel, <laughs> you like what we do, and you would like to support us, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as those $1 per month, you will get bonus episodes of other shows we do here, including the Ace the Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is our science fiction movie review, and um, Screams After Midnight, which I don't do, but Peter does with a different host. So if you like horror movies, you'll get bonus episodes of those, and those tend to be top quality. Um, yeah, if you feel like donating $5, you'll get these episodes of the twilight zone one week early and you'll get voting rights for other shows we do on the channel huh 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 there, there was that was not bad there was definitely some uh <laughs> there was a lot of pauses where you were clearly thinking of the next thing you were supposed to say but other than that 
the salt. You know, I thought the captain kind of had moments like that too. I think because the jargon was actually like real pilot jargon. Like mm-hmm. he had a couple of moments in this episode where he had to make sure he got it right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't imagine the shooting schedule on these episodes was that forgiving. They probably had to get it all done quite quickly. So yeah. 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 I don't know. That makes sense. Way to go, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> This is Star Trek. Name. Just, yeah, I think I think they I think can they just imagine, got that. Like, can you imagine having a, a futuristic alien being that's omni powerful and has the ability to wipe out an entire race by thinking about it? Named Kevin. <laughs> 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 so bizarre. On that note, uh, our condolences to Kevin's everywhere. <laughs> but thank you for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching television, guys. In the Twilight Zone. <laughs>